What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Cold start. Here we go. Cold start. Super cold. It's oh, been yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. It's a few weeks? Yeah. So Joe was in Ohio. I was in Atlanta. One's a state and one's a city. That is correct. I, I realize Troy, Ohio is not famous for many things. So like I just Atlanta. said Ohio. Yes, yeah, so you just said Ohio. Just blanket statement. Just Ohio. Yeah. Uh, and it was hilarious because, uh, small talk, the weather here in Kingman was far colder Oh yeah, then it was. It's in, cold now though. You know, like the, the day we or the day I left Saturday. You left Sunday. I, I left. It, I left. It Sunday, got cold. Finally. Saturday. It was like, like Saturday morning, because um, Mike was out there hanging out with uh, with me for a few of those days, and uh, got up Saturday morning, and he he's like, "Holy shit, it got cold real fast." I'm like, "That's how it happens around here." Yeah, it just, it, it just does. There, it, and I was thinking the whole time, "Oh man," before leading up to it, I'm like, "Man, I haven't been here in the fall. It's beautiful." And da, 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 everything was still green. Corn same, hadn't been harvested same yet. Same in Atlanta. Like, the, the, the leaves were just starting to turn a little bit, like a tiny bit, and I didn't uh, I, I didn't get to see any fall foliage. Foliage. I saw, I think, two birch trees and an aspen tree that were turning yellow, and that's about it. Yeah. And we can see aspens here in the Flagstaff, which I'm sure they're already yeah. beyond yellow. I, they, I they're think probably they are. fallen. They, probably they the may have. Yeah. So, Which are pretty because it's pure white bark, almost pure white bark. And then the screaming bright yellow leaves. With, and then the green, the evergreen trees, like the ponderosa yeah. pines surrounding us always looks nice. Yes, yeah. foliage talk Yeah, on Cartoon Casual. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but uh, it was a good visit. I got to eat way more food than I normally eat, which was incredible. Uh, I think Mike may have gained 10 pounds in the five days he was there. Oh, yeah? Uh, at least. And He uh, just, like, pigged out. Well, yeah, he got to. Uh, there were a lot of places that I had told him about over the years, or he had heard about. Like he dated a woman a while back who's from the Cincinnati area, and mm-hmm. uh, had told him about some places. So we went. And the only, I'll tell you what, though, I flew into Cincinnati. Mike flew into Cincinnati. We both flew out of Cincinnati, and none of us, neither one of us, got uh, any uh, Cincinnati-style chili while we were there. Oh, okay. So stupid. I couldn't. I. But there was. There's so. There's only three meals in a day, typically. Sometimes four if you're mm-hmm. a fellers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. But there were just too many places to go. So we, we, but we did go to a ton of cool places, a bunch of good, cool breweries, including one of my favorites is uh, uh, um, Carillon Brewing, which is in Dayton, Ohio, at a historical park. How many uh, breweries would you think are in the Dayton area? Like you know, smaller micro type. In, in breweries the Dayton there? area, there's like that you could visit if you if you're going to have like a beer, could you visit them all in a day? There, if you wanted to more? get super, super fucked up, yeah, because I think there's 12. Oh, okay. Wow, that's... There's 12 within 15 miles of each other, probably. I would say tw- definitely 12, 14 within 20 miles. God, that was like the one day I decided I was going to walk into Blackbridge. I think you might have been there. I said, I'm going to have – the menu wasn't too big, but I said, I'm going to have a beer, one beer every on the menu. I'm just boom, boom, boom. Yep. Got down to six or seven. I went, I can't do this. Can't do it. Not with craft beer. Can't Jesus, do Jesus, no. Yeah. No, I, I tried to do that uh, about seven or eight months ago, and I made it 12 beers of the 16 we had on, and I tapped out. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then went home and went to bed at like 6 p.m. But it sounded to me like I was in a good mood. I probably was had an empty stomach. I said, I can, this is no problem. I can do this. You know, I'll kind of commit a little bit. Maybe you got a little a, cocksure. Maybe, maybe have a, <laughs> a small menu somewhere yeah. in between there to make sure I'm not going to be getting too messed up but I, I thought I thought this really won't be that big of a deal 
Right. Eh. Wrong. Anyway, so uh, you guys went to what? What was that brewery again? Carillon. Carillon Brewing is is probably my favorite one, just because of the concept, and they're cranking out incredible beers. What is the concept? They I, and I've told you about them before. They, okay. make, but I didn't listen to you, so they, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, in one ear bounces around that giant cranium and right oh, yeah. out the other one. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, 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 what do you want? Like, what, kind of, what kind of cord is there that the ball bounces around off the roof and the side walls and everything? Squash. Like a squ- Yeah, squash. It's shaped like a squash too, which is crazy. Your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain pan must be gigantic. Yeah, you're like a you're like Apollo lantern. It just bounces um, around. Anyway, a, anyway, Carillon Brewing is in a historical park called Carillon Park, and it's in Dayton, and it's about Dayton area history. So there's like Wright Brothers buildings there. And there's people during the day, like you can go there. We used to go there as like a field trip. They had uh, people walking around in period garb from like the say 1905, mm-hmm. uh, like some guy with a mustache, looks like Ed Man, mm-hmm. and dressed up like a Wright brother. Okay. Giving giving people tours and telling them about this and then and then you have other people like like in coveralls, homestead. yeah, coveralls and a mustache and and that right. fucking hat, mm-hmm. or you have like ladies uh, showing you how to, they churned butter and and mm-hmm. that, 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 like that stuff. But Carillon Brewing is they brew beer from uh, using everything tech like tech, technology wise. From 18, 1850. I remember this now, yes. They use gravity feed. They use, like, gravity feed brew system, which is funny because I talked to their their brewer. And I said, hey, man, you know what's great is I've been coming here for about five or six years. And he apologized. He was like, the beers were really bad back then. And I said, they weren't bad. They were style correct. They were period correct. He goes, what do you mean? I said, they all had a little bit of a funk to them. They were all a little bit undercarbonated. I recognize that, and I know that that is period correct because that's a beer you're going to get in 1850s Dayton. But did he go, well, it wasn't done on purpose. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, well, we had uh, dirty barrels and this and that and the other. Like, <laughs> which it was, they had it, back yeah, then. Yeah, which they definitely had back then. And he's like, but they also used to, they knew they knew that either hot water or some sort of acid like vinegar would yield a better beer if they cleaned the ferment vessel every single time they, they fermented a beer. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, even, but our previous brewer was not doing that. And so I'm glad you like the beers now. And I said, I like the beers then. The beers now are incredible. Like they're mm-hmm. just all, they, to me, they're award winning. And then he told me that they actually won two gold medals at this uh, last, uh, the U.S. Open of Beer, which was last summer. How and many? I, uh, was, I was blown away and just couldn't stop congratulating. And then I told him, hey, your guys' gravity feed system looks just like my first brew stand. Him and his assistant brewer busted up laughing, and they're like, "Yeah, I think we all started off on that. Where you have yeah, to, we love, just keep doing it. You yeah. love, well, and that's what they're doing is just, but in, in, it's instead of five or five, say fifteen gallons at a time, uh, they're doing it like one hundred and fifty or one hundred and seventy-five gallons at a time, and it's wood fired, wow. which is incredible. And then they use the heat um, in that um, that part of the fireplace to bake bread." Oh, and they nice. have spent grain bread, and they have garlic, uh, and they had like a garlic. So it's a restaurant there too. And they just bake yeah, they bread. have no, they have they have they they have some they have uh, fresh you know uh, handmade Bavarian style pretzels and finger oh, foods wow. and full on. So they still dress period correct. You're saying yeah, in that place, so absolutely. Yep, that's kind of easy to make your wardrobe selection in the morning. It's like oh, I guess I'll wear the yeah. same kind of thing. Was, absolutely, yeah, you have to choose, and it's all hand pulled. Like the only thing in there that's really modern equipment would be the lights. And the HVAC, and mm. then um, trying to think. Of, oh, they the health department requires them to have hand washing sink. With, oh, you know, okay. hand washing sink, and then your regular three compartment wash sink. But otherwise, everything else is eighteen fifties period. You know, what we call that tyranny. Yeah, tyranny, overregulation. Uh huh. <laughs> so ridiculous. 
So do you went there? And so did I assume uh, Mike liked it? Oh yeah, no, he was impressed. Yeah, and I had talked about that place for years to Mike. I said someday when we get out there, we're going to go to Carillon Brewing, and he actually reminded me of that. I had planned on going there anyway, and uh, but then he uh, he said, "Hey, we should do one day, just hit a bunch of breweries." And I said, "We can't do that in one day." And so why not? It's just too. There's too many. Well, in other words, and you, too, in, so in your mind, you're, you knew how many there were, and you're like thinking, yeah. well, "We're not going. We can't." Do and all I know those. that and I know that all of them are stellar. Yeah, they all have really good things. But he definitely wanted to go to Warped Wing. That's the one the old Wright Brothers plays. Sure. We went there. So you went there, and that was good. Do they, they have, have uh, food for sale there? Too? Uh, no, for they sale. have food. They have food trucks. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that hang out there. You mean? Or yeah. they're close by. Yeah, and then there's restaurants all around that place. So like so uh, like here, there too, you can get food on the truck and bring it in, kind of. Absolutely, thing? Okay. and they encourage it. Okay. Yeah, uh, that place is cool. Yellow Springs Brewery, which is what I I went there twice. Went there. My mom loves that place. So does I, does Warped we Wing dress like the Wright Brothers? Also, no, they do not. Do they have like shirts or something? I mean, they. I mean, they're not topless and walking around. No, it's that's not, not a, what I mean. I'm sorry. Like, if I could, I buy a Warped Wing shirt. Yes, you could. In okay. fact, I, I, I really, I was so preoccupied dealing with my not dealing with. I was preoccupied with my mother's health. Right. To where it kind of overtook any sort of sensibility. So it was like the I'm last, not com- I'm not the, the last day. I'm like, shit. I'm not complaining. There's so many things I should have like got for people, and I did, I did get something. Okay. You have too many friends, though. You, I you do be have buying, too many friends. You'd be buying too yes. much shit. Yeah, but there's. Some- I would. I want to go there. Anyway, I want to go there, and I will buy a shirt. Yes, yes. Let's do that. So, right. I did go to Yellow Springs, home of Dave Chappelle and Antioch College, and where John Lithgow grew up, which is like about it. But yeah. Maya Angelou taught there, and so on and so forth. So, like, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, and most teachers. I found no of Antioch College because it is like the education college. Like it's like a, it's like the what did Nunez say? He said he said no. I, I I've heard of Antioch College. I know about. It. I knew it was in Ohio. I didn't realize it was in the area of Ohio. You were ta- have been talking about before. So, um, but that town is it's a hippie town in the in the midst like of um, the Bible Belt. Okay, so that's where. Uh, you're more, I guess, liberal-minded people are going to hang out because they all just kind of hang out together. And um, it's, I, it's I, there's this one, it's a bookstore and com- a comic shop. Uh, it's called Dark Star. I go there literally, I mean, I've been going there for over 25 years since I was a kid. Okay. Because I love it. They have, they, their claim to fame is they have over 40,000 volumes in stock of all kinds of books. Wow. So I walk in there, I'm looking around because I do that every time I go to Yellow Springs without fail. And then I always find something to buy without fail. So did Mike enjoy it too? Sure oh shit, yeah. And Mike was like, "Dude, I gotta leave because I'll just buy everything. I'll, I'm gonna end up having to ship something home." Damn. Um, and so I picked up uh, of like three books, um, one for one for little Jack and one for Julia. But th- I got one for my my niece uh, Lulu Eloise. She's uh, almost two. And I, I walk, I'm walking in. I go over to the children's book section because in my mind I want to get something for my niece and get something for Jack. For Jack. And I, I the first book I saw, I my jaw almost hit the floor. It's a book I remember. It was my favorite book when I was a little kid. It's called Put Me in the Zoo. And it's about this, uh, I think he's a polar bear who goes around to different zoos and it tries to get them to take him. But he's they're like, we don't want you because you're different because he has red spots. Oh. He's a white polar bear with red spots and... To put me in the zoo. It's really all I want to do. Did it like it's a Dr. Seuss I gotcha. style book. Mm-hmm. 
put out by Dr. Seuss, but it's not. He didn't write it. Uh-huh. And it, it, again, it was just one of my favorite books, and it's a good message, you know. Um, so it finally, all those zoos are kind of uh, the zoos are kind of <laughs> it's kind of shitty. But then he finds a zoo for right. where everybody is different. And the zoo is like everybody's different here. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna fit in just fine. Da, 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 I understand da, da, da. the real message. Yeah, the message is supposed to be right. Know? So it was cool to find that book, and it was an original pressing from like or not original pressing. Uh, it's not a record. It's an original. What is that called? First edition. First, yeah. First edition hardback from like the mid 60s which nice I, it was still only like eight dollars but still like i that i that's something from my childhood i get to give to my niece and i showed it to my mom my mom's like i can't believe you found that well you know i went to yeah, i went to dark star books and she goes yeah it, you know what that's the place we're gonna believe, find it i, 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 I now it. can believe you found it yeah but yeah it was a, it was a good time did mike Everybody, enjoy uh warped wing oh yeah no he i think he enjoyed everywhere i took him okay uh honestly and we went hiking a bit, you know, in that area right outside Yellow Springs. It's called uh, Clifton Gorge, which is – I told Mike, you know, a little little bit of uh, history with me. is like when I, I have great memories going to that area with my grandparents when I was a kid, a little kid. And then later on when I got into Boy Scouts, anytime anything shitty was going on at home or during the week or, or, or whatever, it was just moving from school to school – having to adjust, never having any friends or not feeling like I have any friends going camp. I would go camping in that area at least five times, maybe six times a year in boy Scouts. And there were some areas, some little trails and stuff that aren't marked that we, I was like kind of traipsing around the campground. Like, okay, from trying to remember, like from memory, 25, 30 years ago, yeah, 25 ish years ago, trying to remember, all right, we camped here, walked along here, and there should be a clearing right here, and this is where the trail is. And I eventually, after 15, 20 minutes of walking around, I found it, hiked down around there, and I said, this is a spot that I used to go to just to get away from shit to where, you know, whenever things might have been shitty at home, I, I this was my reprieve. It was quiet. Nobody would bug me. Sometimes I would take a book out there and read for hours, and a, a scoutmaster would send other boys after me to find me and shit like that. Like, I just... I need you to know that this is like when I talk when people talk about a sanctuary, this is mine. Gotcha. And Mike was like, I totally get it. Like I absolutely get it. So yeah, it was it was good to I and I also told him I said, I haven't brought many friends back here. I brought one friend back in two thousand three. Linda, when Linda and I were married in about two thousand one, we flew back there and my ex girlfriend in two thousand six. Like that was it. Nice. I've never brought anybody else back there. Um so and he was like, "Oh shit, oh, I didn't know that." And I just did all the typical oh, that region of Ohio shit. Went to Young's Dairy. Shout out to Young's Dairy. Yeah, Any of you who knows what go that there. is, yep. have to. Yep. And I found something interesting else about Young's Dairy. Well, about dairy in general. The oh. reason why their ice cream tastes so good is that it's Jersey dairy milk. I didn't know Jersey cows produce more butter fat. Like they're more fat in their milk, okay. the fat content. So their ice cream is is so that, super. That, gives super them, that rich. helps them out also. Okay. Cool. Well, Mike, Mike got a, and they make also they make your waffle cones to order. Oh, that's nice. Oh man, and sometimes like they now have they used to just throw it in like in a, a blast chiller for like fifteen seconds to cool it down. Because you mean the cone? Because yeah. it's hot. Because it's hot. Yeah, because yeah. it'll melt. Your, it, you yeah. get to a point where it would melt in the cone, and then you have to bite the bottom off and then suck the ice cream. And then out. now you're in a hurry because you got. Otherwise, you're gonna. Yeah, lose the, yeah. You're gonna lose the cone. So my, I told Mike about that. He goes, "Well, I'm gonna get a waffle cone bowl and got that, and it's dipped in chocolate, mm-hmm. and then the scoop in there. And he got it was a buy one get one free. Mm-hmm. So you get buy one scoop, get one you know get one uh, free. So two scoops. And Mike's like, I don't think I can eat two scoops. 
and he could not. He barely got through one. He goes, this is the richest fucking ice cream I've ever had. Like, wow. Yeah. So telling my stepdad about that later on, he goes, yeah, it's because of high fat content. Da, da, da. That's why modern, most uh, uh, dairy that you buy at the grocery store, like most of your dairy products don't come from Jersey dairy cows because it's such high butterfat content. I wonder if the uh, cows from this one place I buy my milk from down there are, for, are Jersey cows. You know, the, uh, I, yeah, I wonder. That, um, I don't know. My I don't know. snotty glass jar cow. Your snotty, your. <laughs> so I went to. So I did my yeah. Atlanta thing. We'll talk a little bit about what I did. Now mm-hmm. was visit my stepmother and my sister who lives in Dallas, Texas. Flew out there, and we met. It's been two. It was two years since we had all seen each other because of COVID and everything. So, and by the way, everybody at the Vegas airport, Atlanta airport. Pretty much everybody's wearing their mask. No one act, act like an idiot. Nope. You know, I, I didn't see or even feel any of that. Did you yourself? I, I did. I, I did on my way back. My, oh, flight, my flight yesterday morning from uh, Cincinnati to um, uh, to Vegas, there was a guy who tried to get mouthy. Uh, well, what it was is he didn't have his mask covering up his nose. Oh. The flight attendant, wa- you know, she walks up and she's like, sir, can you please cover your nose with the mask? And he was like, I won't be told when I can and cannot do the da 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 and like he was trying to get a little little rowdy about mm-hmm. it, and she's like, "Sir, I'm sorry. They're 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 federal regulations, it's not my rule. It's not anybody else's rule. It's federal regulations. Please, please, can you please do that?" About the time that she finished that sentence, the uh, uh, the male flight attendant walks up and he goes, "Look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Yep. There's three sky marshals on board, and you have no idea who they are, but they're sitting within ten feet of you." All I have to do is make eye contact with them, and they will come over here, throw you on the ground. We will land, inconvenience all these people, and, and you'll, you'll make, get off. And, and you'll make national headlines because you won't be able to fly on an airplane ever again in North America. You got that? <laughs> and he just popped it up. He goes, I apologize. And his <laughs> wife sitting next to him, she's like, mm, you better apologize. And I was like, oh, shit. That guy's in so much fucking Must trouble. Be, that's me, a marriage made in heaven right there. I'm yeah, sure right? Just- God damn it. I, I that So that was the extent of it. I didn't, But I, I will say right. this. The... Uh, Cincinnati Airport, which is technically in Kentucky, uh, was not able to manage their TSA shit very well. Oh. Because about, I think they said 12 people on our flight couldn't get through security fast enough, and they missed the flight. They delayed my flight 15 or 20 minutes. Hmm. And those people still, they were still in line. Like, they were, I could hear them radioing back to, like, and they're like, they're still in line. TSA, there's like a battle there with TSA and the airlines, and they're like, the TSA won't let them jump the line. Right. And so I'm like, that yeah. sucks. I'm glad I got there really early, like really sure. early. Like I got there so early they wouldn't let me check my bags. I get there early. I didn't get there super early. I make sure I have plenty of time. But this is the first time that I went, I think the very first time that I've gone gone to visit in Atlanta where I did not rent a car, just Ubered the entire time. Right on. Which um, as my sister landed about the same time I did, so we got the same Uber there. I Ubered and visited friends. Alice was there with her car, so we went and we drove up. We went to Kennesaw Mountain, where I used to hike all the time, which I took pictures. I told you this before we started. So it's odd because I lived there for many, many years, and now I'm taking pictures like a freaking tourist. Yeah, but you're it taking just, it, was just weird. Which I think it's funny because yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, uh, but and I, took, I sent a couple of them to you and hey, look at that. You know, it showed the one thing about the the attack on Atlanta, and then right. I showed you a picture of Atlanta off in the bat, which is really cool. Off the distance. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Uh, um, I did the same thing, but I sent pictures to. I think I sent pictures to Porsche, and but I also did that. I I don't know if you saw this a, a few weeks ago. I found this meme just s- scrolling through the internet sometime it's somewhere, and it said I found the end of the rainbow, and it's the Hooters on the Ohio no, I, River. I saw the your Ohio post. River Hooters. I made a comment. Yes, and then I I 
uh, well, yeah, and then I the one that I found, yeah, and then I found you found it. it was I'm like, totally I think like, I know where that Hooters is because I recognize that yellow bridge it's right next to, and sure as shit, it's right around the corner from the Hofbrau House in it, Newport. It looked Kentucky. like it was like abandoned, is what it looked like almost. I don't know what the deal was, uh, but they were definitely not open, and it said on Hooters' website said that they were open, that they're out, that they should be open. So I don't know what the hell happened there, but I'm kind of glad because I'm not a fan of Hoover, Hooters anyway, just because it's one thing. Now it's a lot younger. It's it, yeah, me that that's kind of like what I was I was talking about this with. Um, I think it might have been Mike and Julia, which they graciously picked me up out of, you know, uh, I'm so glad uh, uh, and so thankful uh, that they were able to pick me up yesterday from the airport. But, um, yeah, I was telling them, like, I think it was about 25 when the the whole Hooters thing just kind of was like, okay, these wings aren't very good. This beer is really expensive. And this is just kind of gross, like the whole Hooter girl thing. I'm like, I think that I think it was right around that time where I'm like, yeah, this is not this is that's somebody's daughter. Well, and but, I think that's distinctly that's something that guys like uh, fathers of daughters, I think. Well, eventually, if you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. You come to that realization like that's kind of icky. But we did talk about that on a previous podcast. I said if there were going to be a who if we were still viable and, you know, let's say they upgraded from the 80s dolphin shorts. Right. To now. I think you're the one that said it would probably have to be like, you know, yoga pants. Well, what, you know what they did do? They just made the shorts shorter. This happened in the past <laughs> week or so. I shit you not. Like, there's a whole bunch of I, I've I've run across these on uh, these videos on TikTok. And they it's doubled so funny. down. Yeah, they doubled down by making them half as fucking long. Okay. So now they're they're like, oh look, my new Hooter shorts slash panties, right. and they really are. They're like they're like smaller than briefs. Wow. And I'm like, oh really? You're just really like you said. They're just doubling down. Yeah. I also think Hooters is a, it's a they're kind of like Harley Davidson where they're they're trying to pivot at too late a moment, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, where they kind of they're they're reading the audience their audience a little bit late. Well, it's so funny too. It's obviously Hooters, you know, because Hooters. Yeah. You know, but the thing is now because now yeah right because that's too yeah. big out with their eyeballs. Yeah, we're, talk- we're talking talk- about boobs. boobs. Obviously, one hundred percent talking about feeders. So it'd be nice if they just evolved. Yeah. Or something like I wonder what they could do. I wonder if the Hooters guy, you know, they're bored or wh- however they are because I think God is it a publicly traded company? I think it is now. Anyway, uh, they said, you know what, we, we're gonna, we still have all this real estate. We have all these rents in places or buildings we own, and we want to keep doing you know, beer and food and you know, attractive people. It could be people, both guys and women, whatever, they're young. Yeah. And to do some kind of legitimate pivot and, and not be quite so hootery. Right. I don't know what that would be. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, although we were talking about this yesterday. It was me and uh, Mike Brown. And a, a couple other people, he goes, I, I want something for dudes. You know, I want to look at dudes. Right. right. And I'm like, I have never been to a place that was like that. I went to a hamburger. Have you ever been to Hamburger Mary's? You ever no. heard of that? No. They were a chain, but I don't know where, like if they were just the West region or whatever. There used to be one in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was like a burger, like nice burger joint um, during the day. And then in the evening, it turned into kind of a gay bar, essentially. Okay. And that was their their whole business model. But there were nights where they would they would have dudes walking around like all chiseled, you know, looking like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, like ripped, right, with no shirts on, walking around in tight pants. There you go. And I'm like that, but that doesn't exist anymore. And he's like, I don't even know what you would call that place, Cox. Okay, okay. So and it would be your, it, instead of Hoot, it would be like, but they Hooters could pivot and right. just call it Hooters and Cox, right, and just have a rooster and the owl, um, and the the rooster. Okay, but that's for like gay guys, and but in women. So you, in theory, and straight you, women. In theory, you'd have straight women go there and oogle over the gay guys. 
And because most of those gay guys, most of the guys are in really good shape are gay. I think that's kind of a stereotype, but uh, yeah, I think, it, it's I think true. It, the stereo stereotype <laughs> has some merit to it, right? Um, uh, yeah, like so you'd have you'd have something for everybody, right? Um, so uh, did some hiking. I sent you those pictures. Oh, I found a little plaque that I thought, and it kind of spurred a little bit of conversation because Alice is like. You know, there's a part of history. Maybe they should leave it. Okay, well, there was a plaque up in, the, in a certain area, and I, I meant to take a picture of it. But it was, it was a pretty good size, about you know four feet by three feet, and it, it was in remembrance of all the fallen Confederate generals of the area, or something. It was just Confederate with a list of them, last name of like Cobb. Cause, oh Lord, cause there you yeah, go, Cobb County and Wheeler. That was Wheeler High School. There was uh, all these different counties in Georgia you recognize the names from all these Georgia generals that died during the Civil War that's all it was was southern confederate generals they just really singled those guys out yeah and that was it and I said this is probably coming down when Alice was like I don't know I feel about that I said well the problem is she goes it's part of history I said but it's not like a museum where it talks about the war you know, just the war in general. It's biased this, towards this the Confederacy. This is biased towards the, yeah. the people With who With no were, mention of the thousands of people that died in, in those battles. Who were who were tyrannical fucking, you know, they wanted their own country. And that's, right. You know, that's the problem with it. I know, da da da, da But she's older, too. And I, you know, I love my stepmother, but I'm not going to really argue. No, no. There's no reason to no. really debate all that. She's not waving the Confederate flag or anything at all. No, no, not you at all. Know? But I think she just didn't really understand... It's like you have to you have to to see things like that and to sort of at least attempt to appreciate it. You have to be not you. Well, you almost have to put well. You really have to you have to put things in context, right? To appreciate them, and that's why museums exist. That's right. why there's Holocaust remembrance museums around the world right. with different interpretations. How each country and each group of people and dealt there is with a museum that. at the base of the mountain. There is a museum. It's small, but it's really kind of nice. But is there any mention? Of, is it all no? It's, it's the whole biases? war. It's, it's the, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's of course it can be done right. I'm not one of those erase history things, mm-hmm. uh, but I am also one of those people who did my research. And thanks to uh, uh, not what's his name? God damn it, John Oliver. Did a whole episode on Confederate monuments a couple of years ago. And I think I remember that episode. Yeah, it was, it, it, but it wasn't. It it wasn't anti Confederate flag wavers. It was very much just strictly fact based. And come to find out that those those monuments, most of them, the majority of them, and when I say majority, I mean like ninety nine percent of them mm-hmm. were erected. Post Reconstruction, yeah, like, to thumb like, your nose like at 1895 the eighteen ninety five, to still tell everybody to fuck off. Well, it was as, as the uh, the part, you know, part of the um, uh, damn it, what was the movement? Uh, the the bowel movement? No, not the bowel movement. No, the the movement uh, in the late eighteen hundreds is where when it really got its start to for prohibition, temperance movement. Oh, the yeah. temperance movement. Part of the temperance movement was equal rights, because they knew that those and it was mostly wives, the 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 white ladies knew that they needed support from everybody, so they got support and they, from blacks. So yeah, from 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 black wives as well. Sure. So they got they you know got you them let together. blacks and women vote, and look what happened. Yeah, look what happened to the country. Yeah, that, that's why we are. That's where it all got started. Was going downhill. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what they the temperance movement there was a lot of equal rights stuff put in there which is a branch of that was the suffrage movement for Mm -hmm. women's suffrage Mm -hmm. and then uh getting rid of jim crow laws and this and that and the other like that's snowballed into that part of the same sort of it can be under a large yeah roof 
not necessarily connected, yeah. but part of the same time the, period and all that stuff. The UDC, the, which I talked about before, they're a despicable organization. The the, the what is it, United Daughters of the Confederacy? Yes, they they were responsible for putting up the majority of those ma- monuments and raising money to put those monuments up as to let people know, hey, we still believe this just because we lost the war doesn't fucking mean you get to vote right. or own property or do this didn't we didn't we learn they, go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry and they did they that was that was a thing and those monuments were an answer was the answer to all that that movement the, that movement that was it's like hey we're gaining. still here yeah <laughs> like the guy that the guy that initially started uh carving the um Stone Mountain. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, the yeah that, Stone that Mountain was guy. financed by by the Klan. <laughs> yeah, and so. he and he that the guy that he was a was he Polish or Czech or something like that. Uh, he once he found out that that was going on, he he stopped. He he quit. But was quit it the same guy that did Mount back. Rushmore? I think yes. he went out and he did Rushmore. Yeah, Mount yeah. Rushmore was also partially funded by the Klan, but it was filtered better ways. Yeah, right. I did, I just found that out recently. So, and so then it's, it, it, yeah. it's when you go to the uh, Stone Mountain Laser Light Show, which we've spoken about before, like I said, they have a thing, and, and there is a part near the end where it shows where it's got Elvis Presley singing Dixie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't say that with straight... After I just say that sentence, I can't say it with... Elvis it. Presley singing Dixie. <laughs> Everything about that <laughs> sentence sounds like it's from the 1950s. In Stone Mountain, Georgia. In so, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Right, and then they have, so they have the laser lines outlining the, the carving. Which, uh, which is uh, again we talked about it was Lee uh, 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 Jefferson Davis and who was the third fucker? God damn it, Pershing. No, <laughs> no, I can never remember. Oh, three prominent figures of the. I can't Robert remember. Robert Lee, Jefferson Davis, and I can't remember now. We, I don't we know. go through this every single time. I think it's three people. And that's yeah, I'm pretty one. sure. Yeah, we can, I can never and we can never remember, and we always have to look it up. It's funny because didn't Ted you, Nugent. I will I will go out on a limb and say Ted Nugent is not a racist. He might not be actually. Tom Morello, you know from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Him and Ted Nugent are friends. Okay. And he has been he Morello has been promoting a, a new record for I don't know for about the past couple months or so. So he's been doing a ton of interviews. Tom Morello's got a great and show on XM. Yeah. Satellite. He, he is incredible when it comes to cultivating just good a, an amazing. Like playlist. Oh yeah, I follow. Him I on love sp- his show. He does on, a weekly uh, Spotify. It's on playlist. lithium. I think it's. A, oh, on, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, yeah, he said uh, Ted Nugent has the complete opposite political views as I do, but we agree on many things, including guitar tone being the most important thing in a band, which was one <laughs> of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard somebody say. Mm. I cracked up at that. But he said Ted Nugent is not a racist. That's cool. He's okay. not a. He's not a bigot. He's a loudmouth. Right. Oh yeah. There's no. And he's like, but so am I. All right. So it's not. Therefore, yeah, so it's not the, Ted Nugent on Stone Mountain. Prob- so it's probably okay. Not. It's a Lee Jefferson Davis and Joe's looking up because we every year or two years when it comes up, we're gonna have to just look this up. Dun da da da. You're gonna hate yourself. I'm gonna just try to get my gun out now and Stonewall just Stonewall Jackson. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it! It's so funny every time we have to do this because this is probably oh. two or three times a year. And guess what? It's a it big up. stone. How come it's, you can't make the connection anyway? It's, it's like Stone lar- Mountain. It's, it's the largest bas relief sculpture in the world. <laughs> and you used to live by there. And went there Stone Mountain times. and Stonewall Jackson. Hey, dude. No, word association doesn't work in that giant fucking cranium of yours, oh does it? Oh, my God. So anyway, near the end of it, when Elvis is singing Dixie. Oh, God. 
<laughs> There's the laser lines outline Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee, and Jefferson Davis, and then they start. It starts. They they start walking. The horses start to. You start because they're on horseback. Yeah. And then they start galloping, and then they have the Confederate flag waving, and the crowd is going nuts. Because they just think this is the most awesome thing in the world because, hey, the South will rise again kind of thing, right? Do you think people that watch, like, say, I don't know, what's a really terrible football team? The Vikings. Okay. Do you think that uh, Vikings fans would want to watch, like, the, like losing games on replay I don't know. for 150 years? I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't I, Dude, I understand that part of Southern identity and your regional identity still is still neo-Nazis and stuff. People think that Hitler's alive and whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, I get it. But uh, I I understand part of your identity being where you're from. I totally get that, which is something mm-hmm. I kind of struggle with because while I was born in Ohio and I lived there for like I don't know 15 years of my 40 years, I've lived in Kingman for 24 years. I'm much more a desert and, rat than I am an Ohio kid. And also, as we've discussed before, it doesn't you didn't have anything to do with where you're born, I, what it, state, much less what country? Exactly. You but know? it becomes part of your identity. That's yes. just that's just cult, that's how cultures start. Right. It becomes part of your identity. I totally get that and respect that. Um, so, so they're galloping along, and everybody's hooping and hollering like a rebel oh yell kind God. of thing. And then near the end, it shows them breaking. They get off the horseback, and they break their swords, and it shows the American flag coming up, So, it kind of, which is really cool. I'm getting kind of goosebumps now even just thinking about that. And a lot of people boo. Really? Yeah. But a whole oh. lot is louder than what people are cheering and kind of kind – of, but there's still a group of people. But still, yeah, there's still going to be those fuckheads. Yeah. 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 So – Anyway, um, uh, fucking br- br- south. Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, so saw that plaque, and I thought, I wonder how long this is going to stay up here. I didn't really care, but uh, so then we uh, went around. Oh, we went to the uh, Braves, uh, the new Braves stadium. There's no football. There's no football game with the Braves stadium. <laughs> I kind of weird. I could have told you that. Uh, <laughs> saved you some time and disappointment. <laughs> hey, who's the quarterback for tonight's game? Uh, is John Smoltz still a quarterback? <laughs> What about that one racist guy? Who was the racist pitcher guy? What was his name? Oh, the guy that went up to um, we we can't we can never New remember York his. and was it was jacking on the on the subway singing how many black people or immigrants were on the subway or something. Yeah. Oh my I can't, god! Yeah, I can't think of his name. He's a pretty good pitcher. Everybody hated him though. Yeah. Of that. Oh, anyway, I hey that reminds me. Uh, yeah. I watched that Bill Maher episode uh, from Friday this past Friday. With Killer Mike yeah, on it, yeah. and you know he's you know hardcore Atlanta guy. I always enjoyed watching Killer Mike. He is so fucking intelligent, so well spoken. I love that shit. Yeah. But he, they were uh, talking about uh, you know the people at the Jets game, the New York Jets game. They were saying they were chanting "fuck Joe Biden" mm-hmm. at the Jets game. And like, and you ask Killer Mike, what do you think about that? He goes, well, first off, fuck the Jets, which I just, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's that was a, hilarious. He yeah. loves the Dirty Birds. He is a Falcons yeah. fan, hundred oh, yeah. percent yeah. deep. Right, mm-hmm. he's like, first off, fuck the Jets, but also that doesn't make any sense. Like that, why would you say fuck Joe Biden at a New York Jets game in New Jersey? None of that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like why the fuck are you doing that? They're so, just mad at him. What's dumb. the new phrase that's, but, that's making the, the rounds now? Oh, on the I, yeah, I this, can't with this I, race car driver thing. That yeah, because they thought they were cheering for him, but they were at the NASCAR race. They're actually cheering fuck Joe Biden. Saying, and I, and they I thought, oh no, it sounds like this, and it's not whatever. It was like go something something whatever his name is. But yeah, right. But Killer Mike brought up a solid point. He goes, hey, man, there are a lot of people, people on my side of things, chanting fuck Donald Trump. So it's oh, not yeah. like it doesn't go both ways, which I thought was an incredible perspective. Oh, yeah. That was. It's very true. Yeah, 100%. It was, it was really good. So anyway, we went to the uh, yeah. the Braves new stadium, which is 
I don't know, 15 minute drive from where my stepmother lives. You know, it's just right there because they decided that, and it is true because most of the people that that go to the Braves games, the vast majority were kind of white suburban people. Mm-hmm. And so they they moved it out. It was a big controversy because they moved it from Atlanta, like near downtown, to Cobb County. You know, and um, it's a new development. It, it costs, and apparently the the Cobb County commissioners got drugged through the. And they may have, somebody may have lost their jobs because they went in and just voted on it and made it happen. Like without, you know, it was there were some some tax increases here or fuel. To, I don't know how. I I looked it all up when I was there, but but Alan said, yeah, a lot of people hate it, but now they all love it because it's there and it's doing really really well. That's good. But anyway, it's called the uh, Battery Atlanta. is what it's called, and it's the development, the business development right next to it and there's all around it there's restaurants and there's apartments there and and uh, 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 bars obviously and we were there like on a Wednesday evening no game at all but it, it wasn't crowded but it was full I mean there were people walking like, around it sounds like uh, Westgate which is, is that's yeah. where um, uh, it's right by the Arizona Cardinals Stadium okay. and the where the Coyotes play okay and there's bars and restaurants, tons and tons of restaurants. There's probably 30 restaurants, probably 20 bars there, and it's always jamming, no matter if anybody's yeah. playing or not. So there's like a 30-story, maybe 20-story uh, floor uh, apartment building, nice new apartments. It was built because the stadium was right. And it's right there. It's within, I don't know, a couple hundred feet of the stadium. From about half the balconies, you can see the game Wow! from the apartments. Now, so I looked up how much, and they are, you can, you can get some. They're, they're one or two apartments in each section come up every month because it, it, it's, so like right now there's maybe 20 apartments available this month coming up that are, are due. You know what I'm saying? Their leases are up, that kind right. of thing. So I looked it up to see what it is. So 600 square foot apartment, <laughs> which oh, is boy. just over half of this area here. Right. Uh, so it's a one bedroom. That's it. Can I take know? a guess? Yeah. Thirty five hundred a month. Not that much. Oh, really? No, it's not that much, but it's okay. still a lot. It's like thirteen hundred bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad at all for suburban Atlanta. Yeah. Right? Like if you're a baseball fan in any way, shape, or form. Oh my god! And it's the. I, I thought to myself, if I had a semi reasonable job, and I didn't have hobbies like all this nonsense. Um, he pointed at planes. By yeah. the way, um, I could see doing that because all the bars and restaurants right there. Right, and then the airport's not that far away. You just Uber. You don't need a. You can kill your car expense. You don't need to have it. You rent a car if you need one. Right, at some point. Right. Forget paying for car insurance or a car, so that expense is gone. Yeah. And you can Uber. Most of your friends would probably want to come to your place, not maybe hang out, but they'll you know, be your, their home base, and you can bar hop and stuff. If you're Absolutely. in your if you're in your twenties, <laughs> sounds like a, a win win. I would love yeah. that. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised it was it was not. I mean, it was expensive, but. I mean, it was a tiny place for thirteen hundred bucks, but still, it's like I can see doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or just have a or splitting it with some friends to have a place to go on the weekends or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like you, the, just, you yeah. just have like a timeshare amongst yourselves or something. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you split, if you had four friends and you split it, you know, four ways, that means each person gets a fourth of the month to go in there and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, within reason, obviously. But like, especially during baseball season, that would be a blast. And you could probably all you get some decent. Some modern, decent like futons. You have still have a bed, but you can still all crash there or something. Yeah, of if course. You need to. Yeah, still it's like a real furniture place. I told Alice, I said I'd probably just if I was a real snot, I would just rent a place out there and just hang all my artwork and just that way all I would, that's your gallery. I'd have a gallery in view of the game. <laughs> a gallery with a fucking bed, <laughs> yeah. a bed and a full kitchen. 
<laughs> Sometimes I entertain uh, dinner parties. Oh yeah, how big? Three, three people. That's right. That's in my six hundred square foot apartment, dinner party. Because that's all the friends I have. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. I don't have any. On I a good day, it's three. On a good day, it's three. I have three people in my life that will speak to me. That would consider that will... coming over. <laughs> <laughs> I would be there all the time, Paul. No, it looks like a. Uh, but it's yeah. You know, there's some nice. Re- oh, we had uh, dinner at um, Johnny uh, McCracken's. Oh no, no. Had lunch there. Um, oh my. god. The yard house. They have a yard house there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we had are... dinner. I'll show you the photograph from the yard house looking at the stadium when I was, it was on outside. And right just, on. It's just right there. Yeah. So I can imagine before and after games, even during games, that whole complex is just slammed. So in between Newport, Kentucky, which is directly across from the, it's the town in Kentucky that's directly across from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. In Newport, Kentucky, they have ferries that run back and forth. Um, all the time anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but but they double up during games uh, because you've got where the uh, Bengals play and where the Cincinnati Reds play mm-hmm. are basically right next to each other, and they're directly across the river from there. So there's tons, same thing like you're talking about, bars, restaurants, stores, all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that Hooters <clears throat> is right. It's on a dock, actually. So there's a ferry there, and that one dumps you off, and then you've got a Hofbrau House right there and this and that and the other. Like just, It's, in, it, uh, it's pretty smart. And I've talked to my brothers and some friends of mine. They're like, shit gets rowdy over there because people will pregame, then take the ferry across to the game. and then <laughs> Over come, water. And then over water. <laughs> yeah. And then come back. And I'm like, people do that in the wintertime for football games? And they're like, yeah, they go ape shit. <laughs> and one of the ferries that runs, what do they call it? Like the Vomit Comet? No, Vomit Express or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's people leaving the game, and there's it's like uh, it's a t- fifteen minute ride or something like that, twenty minute ride, mm-hmm. and you pay like instead of like ten dollars to ride the ferry, you pay like twenty dollars, and they have all the beer and and wine you can drink while you're underway. So people are just crushing Holy beers and shit. slamming wine, and then they show up in Kentucky and are drunk as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Well, it's thing, you know, people bash the Midwest for different things in Cincinnati or whatever. I mean, I'm thinking, this is kind of cool stuff to do, though. If oh, yeah. If you're into the sports and into yeah. the whatever, you know. Yeah, I was actually trying to figure out. I wanted to take Mike to a game. There was no – what I really wanted was for Mike to be in Ohio uh, two Sundays ago because the Chargers, Mike's team, played the Browns, my brother's team. Mm-hmm. And they're both – Sean and Mike are both very animated when it mm-hmm. comes to sports. Yeah. Sean more so. And I was like, I watched the game with my brother and I was like, I forgot how he's, that's the only thing he gets worked up about <laughs> cussing and screaming, fucking Browns. fucking ref. I'm like, that's so like, if you're being a Browns fan, he's been a diehard Browns fan since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He's now like 31. So like now the only thing that he ever gets worked up about, like his, you know, his daughter's approaching two. So she's doing the little talking back thing and then mm-hmm. disobeying. That doesn't frustrate him. Marriage stuff doesn't frustrate him. He doesn't get frustrated. He saves it all for game day <laughs> and loses his fucking mind. And I, I I love and respect him for it because he's a true fan. That's great. Yeah. And I said, so last year when they had a winning season for the first time in forever, he's like, you don't have to fucking say it like that. And I'm like, anyway, I stand by how I said it, Sean. It was like last year when they had a winning season for the first time in forever. How did you manage your stress when you didn't have to get out all this frustration on game day? <laughs> he was not impressed with that question and did not answer it. Uh, he did flip me off, I think. Probably didn't really think about this at all. Yeah, it's like you had to yeah. bring up the obvious to him. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, whatever. So I will uh, say this, and you have to go pretty soon, don't you? Yeah, soonish. Uh, I was going to say I could talk about one more one more uh, thing. Real, if you want, even needed to, whatever you want to do. One thing I wanted to bring up because there's something I want to bring up. We've talked about Bill Maher on many occasions on this. Yes, we have. I, 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 I there's something he him. said that pissed me off recently. Well, there's something lately. The past six to eight months, mm-hmm. he's been turning into like an old fart curmudgeon that just doesn't. It's like it's like. Uh, Pop culture has passed him by. There was something all he can do is talk shit about younger folks, and he was yeah, the, like he was ranting and raving about uh, this past week about uh, you know the reason why there's a worker shortage is that people don't want to work, and did they used to, how come young people are doing the same thing that old people do? They're just doing it in advance instead of two hundred thousand dollar RVs, and da da da. And you, you're getting paid for fucking off. You figure out a way to get paid for fucking off. I took offense to that because you've got people. First off. He doesn't understand technology. He doesn't understand. He just doesn't. He, it's that that time has passed for him. It seems mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if he's got people surround around him that aren't keeping him clued in. If his staff is not young enough or something like that. Well, they say, Bill, you're so, sounding like an old fart. And you yeah, do, not do that. And 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 that. And he said some. He said some dumb shit earlier uh, last year about uh, getting rid of the electoral college. Like, the electoral college is flawed, right? Mostly because there's not a lot of state to state. Uh, uh, like cohesiveness because there's different mm-hmm. laws in different states, that's a problem. But the electoral college makes perfect sense, uh, and uh, you know when it comes to us, like what three states? The the other thing he deciding did, everything. He didn't seem to understand either. Yeah, he said there's that, and he really used to rant and rave. Probably still does about why does why does Montana get two senators and only California gets two senators? That's bull. It's not fair representation. No, going, because California gets fucking six, you, 16 representatives. Yeah, you or fucking 18. idiot. That's not, they designed that on purpose. They knew that would be the case. Yeah. They knew there'd be full states and empty states, but they said, okay, everybody will get two senators, but you're going to get yeah. population representation through the House of Representatives. And that all goes back Who to- the f- Why isn't someone on a guest go- bill but there's the house of representatives that's why yeah and it balances out it's the that checks way and balances it's brilliant i don't understand a guy as smart and as eloquent as that guy is he can't understand that right or refuses to it, it, that's when i started changing my opinion of him it was like about a year year and a half ago and i just don't well there's, there's get so, it there's but anyway so what, la- did he, what did he say the last three ep- i can't i can't remember it was of the last three episodes it was something that he at the end he kind of picks on something he yeah picks and he goes a topic and he does the dennis depth. miller thing i don't want to go off on a rant here but right. dennis miller used to do that every single show right and and in uh, something that he said after man you are just way off base on the whatever it was it was just not i, I wish i would remember but it may it, Made an impact on me. I should have taken a note. Clearly, it, was, it made a severe impact. It's been on a you. few, but it was enough to know that now I'm gonna keep my radar up a little bit and just pay a little more attention, pay even more attention, right, to what he says. And it's like, yeah, you know, he was really edgy, as they say before. But someone's like you said, maybe it's what happens. You, your 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 DNA, your T cells, that ever start changing, Things and you start, automatically, yeah, you, you shit just, I don't know, your your DNA gets gray. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it, uh, and I hope I don't get to that point. I try to stay relevant as far as cultural cultural relevance because I don't want to turn into one of those people that I rail against. Yeah, that's why when my mom had trouble a couple of years ago with her phone, mm-hmm. and she asked me for help to uh, to fix, she had downloaded an app and it was it fucked her phone all up, and mm-hmm. I got rid of that and fixed it for her. And she goes, "I know I'm just one of those dumb boomers that doesn't understand technology." I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." You're not in that category, Mom. You know why? Because you asked for help, and now you know 
you learn something and you're not going to do it again. That's that's not a trait of people. A lot of people in your age group, mm-hmm. a trait that would have been like, uh, fuck these goddamn smartphones and da 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 da. It was just to right. throw it out when basically all it is is you don't understand it because right. you refuse to ask questions because you're so arrogant to think that well I'm sixty plus years old and now I know everything. Right. That's that's <clears throat> not the same. Those people, you're not one of those people, and you're never going to be one of those people because you're constantly learning because right. you always have a beginner's mind. Right. Because I know that because you instilled that in me at an early age. Always you, ask questions. I will tell you something that I, speaking of <laughs> having a beginner's mind and, and, and accepting or learning about something that I knew was there the whole time, never really got into it, didn't really care, didn't really shun it. But so I'm buying my ticket last. No, not buying it. It, it. it says, oh, your trip is coming up, you know, and here's your here's your uh, boarding pass or whatever, like emailed mm-hmm. you to whatever and said, would you like to move on my regular computer? Mm-hmm. Would you like to move this to your Apple wallet, which on my regular computer asking? I went and I know with my Apple wallet, I've never used it before. Oh, really? I ne- never. Oh, Hold I, on. Let me, let me tell my stories. So, okay, OK. OK. All right. So it's like it's like. Uh, Okay, because it's gonna move. It's not gonna. I'm sorry. It's like a copy of it, and it wasn't gonna move it. Like it wouldn't be gone. So right. To speak. Like, sure. Let's do that. Fine. Bloop. And then I got a notification. Boom. Your pass is in your Delta wallet. Whatever. And it went. Yep. So now the first time in my entire life, which is about a week ago. So I have my card. I have my card. My Geico uh, proof of insurance. Yep. And it expired yesterday, but I have my boarding pass on there too. So just boop. I did the same thing. So okay. I went ahead and made a. Uh, I went and arrived at the um, at the airport in Vegas. You know, that's the only thing that was in there. That's not true because it said, "What was I going to do?" It's going to pay for something with it. And it, said, it was oh. probably one of your credit cards or a debit yeah. card or something. And I already had information from my American Express that was in there. Said, so "Would you like to?" Because now I moved something to the wallet for the first time. Now it woke everything up. It woke the app up. Right. Would you like to add your American Express card to your Apple Wallet? Sure. Blip. And then I opened the Apple Wallet, and there it is. There's a card, and there's a boarding pass. Went, yep. Wow. Isn't that cool? And you don't have to unlock your phone for you. I don't know if how you've got your setup, but you, I just no, I don't. You, I just double. But, like but in order double, to pay for something, you've got to you've got to put your or yeah, your to thumb pay or your, for, or your to pay for something. Yes, but keypad, like yeah, uh, con- I've done that with concert tickets, uh, plane tickets, so, things like that. So I went there and I went ahead and printed off from the kiosk a regular disc of boarding pass, just in case this I don't know this this didn't scan, didn't work or something. Yeah. So. But I put it in my pocket, the paper copy, held this out and had my ID and bloom scanning it and went, well, that was fucking easy. It's a lot easier, too, because you kind of have your phone more available. You're not digging for a piece of paper. Right. And it's not getting in your pocket, getting folded right. up. Which pocket did I put that into? I mean, your phone is, you kind of know where it is. And I can tell you, post 9-11, but pre-smartphone, I've lost multiple boarding passes because I was having to, you know... Get Porsche shoes off. Get you know, get everything into this. Yeah. Get me myself taken care of. Go through security. Da da da. Mm-hmm. Then make it all the way to the gate and can't find my boarding pass because it got left in a tub right. or fell out at some point. Right. So and like that, if especially if you're prone to losing things or if you just got like your kid or a bunch of people in your party, it's just easier if everybody just has it all on their phone. It is and, so, and do it. So then, uh, then I went to and Bashes is now having a is remodeling. Right. Well, now the I don't know if you could before, but now I just bought. I just did my Apple Pay whatever with my yeah. card at the and that was it. I'm like, Done. this yeah. is really, why didn't I do this about eight years ago? I don't know when the Apple Wallet came Whenever out. Whenever that Six came years out. Six years ago. Whatever yeah. it was. Um, and then you can, you can, then I've learned, which you probably know this, you can move money around from iMessage to iMessage yes. with Apple phones. Yep. You can keep money in there and I can just, I can text you money. Yeah. 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 And, and, then, and it's, it's point, it's still the same, uh, 
uh, like point-to-point security. Right. So it's secure. Yeah, I've read about the security on that, and then they say it's really. From what I've read, they say it's really more secu- more safe than your regular credit cards. Yeah. Because what happens is every time that you make a purchase, it's a new encryption. Yes. Uh, it's not just the same card with the same stripe on there. Right. It's a brand new encryption back and forth every single time. Yep. Or something like that. I went, whoa, that's cool. It is pretty nice. Yeah. I like it. And then, uh, of course, you're moving money. It's funny because you can when you're, you move the money from, uh, you can move it, in theory, from your paycheck into some of it into Apple Pay. And it's never going to be a currency, you know, as far as coins or dollar bills. Right. You're just moving it around. Like I could give you twenty bucks, and you could pay for a beer that way. It's never going to come out of your pocket as a currency that we're all used to. Right. But I'm going to check more of it out. I'm going to put my vaccine card in there. I think, and uh, I will put your car insurance uh, card on there as well. Yep. So I know because it's right we, there. electronic proof of insurance is is uh, is accepted in Arizona for about four or five years now. It happened to me before. Where I did not have. It was a few years ago. I had to go. I was given a ticket, but then they said, "Well, we'll give you money back, but you have to go prove you had insurance." Right. God damn it! Now I'm going to spend the half a day, find the card, and go. Yeah. And go to go to the courthouse or whatever. I can do it with my app. The Geico app, but I prefer to have in the wallet because the wallet. It's like a I wallet. Don't, I don't. It is like a wallet. I don't need the internet to yeah. connect to it, and I can just pop it up internet like I showed right you. Right there. I literally just double click the side button. Yeah, I was and impressed. It, and it comes up. Yep. And I just show them that, and it's fine. I'm telling you, I again, I knew it was there. I thought I don't really need this, and I didn't. But now I'm sounding like we just talked about this. I'm thinking, I don't know if I sound like I'm like an old guy, but I thought I, I just don't need it. You know, I have my credit cards on me, but that's so much better. You can just take it, this. It really is, and it replaces things, and, yeah. and you can't lose it. I mean, you can lose your phone, mm-hmm. um, but if you lose your phone, you don't have to. You can replace the phone. Right. Right, and you can lock it down yep. because people can't spend any money unless they have used a face thing or and the, and the number. Like lose your wallet like yeah, I did at lose, Home Depot. was stolen from me. Right. With all the credit your, cards, my so, pilot's license, all my shit All that there. stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I wonder if I could use my pilot, point my pilot's license in there. Probably the FAA is not keen on that. Uh, maybe. What's that? I don't know. What? what uh, I don't know about you boys. You fly boys always with your new technology. Right. In my day, biplane, biplanes were the best. There are definitely two groups of people with that. There are the people that have the software or this uh, this app, kind of expensive app, you know, for flight. Right. To do all that shit electronically. Of course, you have your paper backups, too, but that's all they use to navigate. Yeah. File flight plans, everything. You know, and then, uh, but the newer people just are totally, nope, not interested. Yeah. So there's that. And then last thing I wanted to say was, um, you've been, you flow, you've flown a couple times since COVID before this. This is my first time. Um, yeah. Hawaii twice. And yeah. then, and this time to Ohio, Ohio. So yeah, three times in the past 10 months or so. So I will say I was a little bit red, reticent because I had, I had a lot of stuff to do here, but we had everything kind of taken care of, but I was like. Oh my God! What's the airport gonna be like? And what the fuck? And I just hadn't done it in a while. It was weird. I really like I, when I got in, got in the groove, got you know, got in the airplane, whatever, sitting around, going, "This feels really good to be back at this big airport, doing this stuff, getting yeah. on a jet airplane, flying somewhere, and uh, coming back." Same thing. I'm just saying it. It kind of um, got the gear back engaged a little. Of course, bit. it yeah. felt really good to. I, again, I got to admit, because I was still in the mode of not doing it, you know, so I was I was almost kind of, I wonder what could happen where I could just bail on this whole trip. You know, if something bad enough happened, I wouldn't mind. You know, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a negative place I was in. Yeah, but, but now you're glad you did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go traveling more. I'll tell you, it was really nice flying to Hawaii back in December last year. 
Mm-hmm. Like actually, I, when I flew there, it was November. It was the very end of November last year. Because mm-hmm. there was nobody flying. I mean, I got through. I There was no line in TSA. I right. walked up, and I just walked right up to the agent, showed him my boarding pass. Probably looking ID. around going, am I in the right part of the airport? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. I, it, it was so strange. And then the plane was only about half full, if mm-hmm. that. Um, and then this again, it was a little more people when, we, when Jason and I flew there back in April. So about five months, five and a half, six months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still not the plane wasn't full and 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 but this time flight was well it wasn't completely full it, I had a whole row to myself which was kind of nice that is nice yeah but I got I got hooked up by the flight attendant he was cool oh on this trip you got a head a whole row by yourself uh yeah Holy yeah shit. yeah well our, our planes I, were full, pretty full I found a little secret that I'm not gonna divulge on the podcast because okay. he told me not to tell very many people is this with all airlines uh no specifically with one airline okay. that I flew got it okay um but anyway yeah well I think that's it man that's it good we're back nice folks to be back have a good week folks bye bye Thank you.